You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rayner Roberts. This is Castle Ever After, a sequel to Castle Charming. And this is the last week that all of my Patreon subscribers can download Castle Charming, the collection, as part of their membership rewards. Other goodies you can download if you've subscribed to my Patreon this week for as little as $1 or $2 include the Teacup Magic novellas, Musketeer Space the novel, and for those at a $2 pledge, a brand new short story dropping in February, Death of Snow. Castle Ever After, Chapter 2 One of our princes is missing. Dennis It was snowing at Castle Charming. The flakes drifted down from above, then began to speed up and thicken dancing furiously together as they fell. Dennis stood at the window, watching the snow, as the young royals bickered behind him about a plan of action. Once Princess Camilla arrived, there was no getting any sense out of the lot of them until they'd thoroughly argued with each other. Sergeant Jack came to stand on one side of Dennis, and Zee on the other. He found their presence comforting. They'd been through a lot together. What was one more magically kidnapped prince? It won't stick, said Jack, confidently. It will, said Zee, in a low voice. Remember the snow last spring? Because I'd forgotten about it until right now, and I'm not okay with that. That didn't stick, said Dennis. He remembered the snow, now she mentioned it, but he too had forgotten. No. Zia shivered. But there was something about it, something creepy. Jack got a piece of it in her eye. I got better, Jack interrupted. I'm fine. My sister wrote me a letter last spring, said Dennis quietly. The snow did stick in the mountains for about a week, wrecked a whole load of crops. And she said people were acting strange around then. He'd forgotten about the letter. The memory of it came back clear as day, when the snow began to fall. Zee turned her intense dark eyes on him. Strange how? He shrugged. Acting out? Young men of the nearby villages getting shouty and resentful. Four of them just left overnight, walked out of their homes, left their families. Rumours have it they went to serve her. The mountain god, said Jack. Which mountain god? asked Kai, moving away from his squabbling family to approach Dennis. He leaned in against his side and Dennis leaned back, happy to have him there. Kai looked adorable, his dark hair still dishevelled from their overnight adventures. Wait, which sister? Damn it, he hadn't meant Kai to hear that. Janet, said Dennis reluctantly, the youngest. The one with the talking cat? I have so many questions, said Zee. There was another reason Dennis hadn't told Kai about the letter. A year ago, Dennis finally wrote home, along with his regular contribution from his pay packet, telling his family that he was in love with a man and they were living together here at the castle. He hadn't told them the part about Kai being a literal long-lost prince, as that seemed enough confession to be going on with. 
The silence emanating from the mountains in the months that followed had told him all he needed to know. No more cards or letters or tins of cake. Nothing. Janet's letter broke that silence and there was nothing in it that was good news, so yeah, he'd kept his mouth shut about it. It hurt all over again remembering it now. Explaining it to his boyfriend was not going to be fun times. He had remembered the letter. He'd been thinking about it for weeks. How had he only just remembered the part about the snow and the missing men? Kai opened his mouth to ask another question over the spreading silence in the ballroom, but Chase, who had snuck up while they were talking, stood on his foot. For once in his life, he was being the tactful brother. Which mountain god? Camilla asked, bringing them back to the important topic. Dennis squeezed the sugar plum in his palm. It looked frozen, but felt warm to the touch. A clear warning that magic was in the air. The Snow Queen, he said. Every generation she returns, a queen of frost and snow. She'll stab you in the eye with a shard of ice. She'll freeze your heart and make it her own. Queen Ella looked as regal in a patterned silk dressing gown as she did in her usual queenly robes, and as dangerous as she did when armoured and trying to stab Dennis in the face, still a regular pre-lunch activity for them. He didn't take it personally. Once her precious Zed won Chase's hand, he knew he was never going to be the favourite son-in-law. It would be more of a worry if she didn't respect Dennis enough to regularly face him in combat. Let me get this straight, said Queen Ella, glaring so hard at Kai and Chase and Camilla and Zed that there was no glare left for everyone else. One of my sons has been abducted by some mountain god calling herself a queen and no one noticed for hours because of your bachelor party shenanigans. And now you propose that all three of my remaining children and our best royal hounds set off to rescue them when the castle is filling up with nobles from more than twenty kingdoms to attend a royal wedding. There followed an awkward pause. Dennis, in the background, concentrated on not showing his glee at being considered one of the best royal hounds. Zee was the first to speak. This is exactly the situation you had in mind when you named me Kingdom Champion. Indeed, said Queen Ella. So glad you remembered. Oh, and there was the queenly sarcasm right on cue. Dennis resisted rolling his eyes. Once she started, that had set her children off, and that much sarcasm coming from so many royals was going to be so helpful. Queen Ella faced Zee as if she were an equal, ignoring her children for now. Who do you need, honestly? Zee considered. Dennis has the mountain experience. Kai and Camilla have the magical firepower. And you need both of them? You could send just Kai, but Camilla would sneak out of the castle and join them anyway. I beg your unbelievable pardon, said Camilla. No, she's right, that's fair, decided her mother. Wait, said Chase. I'm the only one who gets stuck on castle arrest. What am I, chopped liver? asked his intended. 
Chase rounded on Zed furiously. Let me rephrase. I'm the only one of Cyrus's siblings who won't be allowed to help rescue him. If you'd tied him to a tree in the first place, he wouldn't have to be rescued. Enough, snapped Queen Ella. Amira, clipboard. Amira, royal press secretary and personal assistant to the Queen, stepped forward. She looked as calm and sharp as ever. You wouldn't know to look at her that she had any kind of attachment to the missing prince. Romantic or otherwise. Majesty? What is the schedule looking like for our bridegrooms tomorrow? 8am, final fitting of the wedding suits. 10am, dance rehearsal. Noon, lunch with the Ambassador of Beedling. 2pm, staged monochromes of the happy couple in casual poses around the castle. 4pm, reception to welcome the mothers of Prince Cielin. Tea and sandwiches. 7pm, performance of the orchestra provided by the Royals of the Riverlands. Exactly said Queen Ella with a biting grin. You two do not have time to play hero. Your job for the next three days is to be the public face of the Prince's Charming. There'll be more duties, in fact, than originally planned, with your siblings away. Chase scowled. Is it possible Cyrus got himself kidnapped to avoid all the wedding duties? Dennis had already considered this theory. Majesty interjected Jack hopefully. Could I? Queen Ella quelled her with a gaze so unbelievably frosty that Dennis was surprised Jack herself did not turn into a frozen sugar plum. The sergeant at arms remains in Castle Charming in times of trouble. Your job is to protect us all. Jack swept into a full formal bow. Majesty, she conceded. And, of course, to ensure that my son and his fiancée do not sneak out of the castle. Hey, protested Chase and Zeolian at the same time. Jack raised her eyebrows at them both. And they didn't complain further. There was a boy who loved a girl, but then the shard pierced his eye, and another pierced his heart, and he didn't love her any more. His only desire was to serve the Snow Queen in her castle of ice. The air smelled different in the mountains. Dennis hadn't been home in a long time. He wasn't going home now. The paths he knew as well as his own hand could easily lead their little rescue party past his home village, but there was no way he was going to subject Kai to the disapproval of his family, especially as they hadn't even had a conversation about that yet. In Janet's letter, she made it clear that she loved him no matter what. She wouldn't turn her back on him because of who he loved. He was still her brother. It was sweet. But unspoken was what his mother thought of it all, his father, their siblings and siblings-in-law. No, Dennis couldn't go home. Not yet. Not now. It still felt like home up here. The air was clear and cold. It tasted like winter, because it always tasted a little of winter when he got this high up. Kai, Camilla and Ziyi listened carefully to Dennis as he advised them on what kind of clothes they should wear, what kind of boots and hats. Amira being Amira, everything they requested was provided efficiently and with a minimum of fuss. 
This particular track meant walking, at least not climbing, but with Dennis's local knowledge, they were able to make good time. By the time they set camp for nightfall, they were closing in on their destination. How do you know we're going the right way? Kai asked, speaking softly as the two of them sat around the fire. Grilling fish, that Dennis had caught for them from the nearest tarn. She didn't pick an inconspicuous place to build her castle this time, said Dennis. According to Janet. This time, said Camilla, returning to the fire just in time to eat once the fishing and cooking were already done. Does your Snow Queen make a habit of building castles around here? Not my queen, Dennis said firmly. This particular mountain god had never been a favourite of his village, who preferred to pay tithe to the mighty Parnassus, the drummer, and the milkmaid. But yes, she comes around every few centuries, and it's a new castle every time. It lasts as long as the humans who serve her. When they die, the castle melts away. Camilla's face was very pale. Kai's didn't look much better. They both looked utterly sick. Well, said Ziyi briskly, seizing a fish skewer from Dennis, let's hope there are other ways to get rid of her. The girl walked the world in search of the boy she had loved. She had many adventures with red shoes and rivers, with enchantresses and doves and reindeer. Finally, she reached the castle of the Snow Queen. She fought the snowflakes that stung like bees. She swam the frozen river. She clutched the sleeping boy to her heart and warmed him with her kiss. He opened his eyes. Up past the dwarven peaks there was a stone circle, surrounded by dark trees and jagged cliff edges. It was a favourite spot for many of the local villagers to gather for grand occasions, for Yule if the passes were clear, and for Beltane when there were warmer rites to observe. It was a favourite place for weddings, especially those that meant more than one village coming together to celebrate. Whenever Kai and Dennis teased each other about the possibility of eloping, to avoid the royal wedding dramas that had been inflicted on Chase and Zed, Dennis's thoughts went to this place. But of course that wasn't going to happen. If he and Kai ever married, it would not be in the mountains. Eloping, he reminded himself, somewhere warm and far from everyone we know. The Snow Queen had taken this place as her own. Mighty ice-blue towers soared above the old stones, forming a frozen fortress. Oh, stars, breathed Camilla, staring at the edifice. I think I preferred clouds and flying horses. Speak for yourself, said Zee. I like my feet on the ground, thanks very much. Dennis felt Kai's hand slip into his. He could feel the warmth of Kai's skin through both layers of gloves, and it was comforting. Are you all right? Kai asked, quietly enough that the others couldn't hear. Dennis shook his head. This place is sacred. She doesn't belong here. She's a god. Isn't everything she does sacred? I don't care. This place is ours, Dennis said fiercely. She doesn't get to come and set up home here. It's not for her. Okay, said Kai squeezing his hand. He still had a rather odd look on his face. So let's kick her out of town and get my big brother back. 
Right? Right, said Dennis. Awoken by her kiss, the boy burst into tears. His tears melted the shard of ice from his eye and from his heart. He held the girl in his arms, and they danced and danced and danced, for joy of each other, until it was summer again, with no snow remaining. It was Zee who pushed open the echoing door with her gloved hand. Camilla, who strode into the empty ice hall, staring around. There's definitely magic here, she said. Oh, you think? said Kai, shivering. Doesn't feel right, though. It feels... Yeah, I know what you mean. Dennis glanced at Zee, the two of them sharing a look to express their impatience at how Kai and Camilla talked sometimes, especially when it came to magic. Half the conversation was going on inside their heads and they never bothered to translate all the details. Cyrus! cried Camilla suddenly and took off in a run through the frozen castle. Wait! Kai yelled and ran after his sister. So much for subtlety, Dennis grumbled, taking after them both. He turned to see that Zee was standing very still, her hand on her sword hilt. Zig, come on! It's snowing, Zee said, tipping her head up to the bright blue-white ceiling. Snowflakes were indeed falling gently from the ceiling, landing on her black hair like tiny beads of light. It's a magic castle. We get it. Let's go. Dennis, said Zee, frowning. Do you hear? Are those snowflakes buzzing? Thanks for listening to Sheep Might Fly. Uh, you can sign up for my author newsletter for updates. Follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at Sheep Might Fly. Find me on Facebook at Tansy RR Books, and if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. Quite a few of those rewards are disappearing before the end of this month, so get in before the end of January 2021, and your bounty will be glorious. See you next week. <laughs>